Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Okay, joining us on the show now, the great writer from the Associated Press. Also handles our uh, our roundtable on our Hurricanes pregame show. Always delighted uh, to have Tim with us, Tim Reynolds, who is plugged in, has his uh, thumb on the pulse of the South Florida community, uh, South Florida sports scene. Tim Reynolds with us here tonight on the show. Tim, good evening. How are you? I am excellent, Joseph. How are you this evening? I'm good. All is good. Uh, wild trip to Kentucky. Didn't go exactly the way we wanted it to go, but uh, hopefully they'll be able to rebound and uh, learn something from that. And um, I guess maybe we start there. It was the ACC. It's the first ACC-SEC challenge. Miami played Kentucky, and then the women are playing Mississippi State. So uh, tough go for the men last night. For the first 20 minutes, it looked like an Elite Eight game, but then the uh, game got a little bit sideways. Well, I mean, that can happen in Rupp. I mean, I think people have forgotten that, you know, John Calipari is elite. I mean, I think people have looked at Kentucky's struggles the last few years or the perceived struggles and forgotten this guy gets studs to go there and can coach. Um, you know, and it, look, I, it's not my line. Eric Spolster always says it, you know, it's a maker. He calls it a maker miss league when he's talking about the NBA. It's a maker miss game. I mean, there's not going to be a whole lot of nights where Kentucky shoots sixty percent. There's not going to be a whole lot of nights where Kentucky shoots sixty-seven percent in the second half. And um, going to venture a guess, Joseph, that uh, there's not going to be too many nights where we see Jim Laranaga's team giving up those kind of numbers. So it was. You're going to have nights like this. You are just going to have nights where you blow out a good team, and a good team is going to blow you out. And you hope that. Um, you win more of the games in the middle than you don't, and that's how you get into the tournament. But I, I don't – the only thing I take away from last night was Kentucky's really, really good. Um, yeah, word, and I don't think Miami isn't really, really good. My opinion on Miami was was unchanged. Um, they needed I, – I, I look at FAU real quick. Like, I was up there when FAU lost to Bryant. Bryant hadn't beaten an NCAA team this season. Bryant had oh, – the only game they'd won was against an NAIA school. And they go into Fort. They go into uh, Boca, and they beat the then number ten ranked team in the country. And everyone's like, "Well, that's it for FAU." And then they go to Disney this weekend, and they win the ESPN tournament, and they go three and zero up there. So, um, you learn a lot from a loss. You learn more from losses in November than you do wins. And I'm sure that's the message Jim Laranega is going to uh, remind his guys of before uh, before the Irish come in on Saturday. You know, it's funny that you mentioned um, Calipari and the players he's had. I don't know if this is an indictment on Calipari or more speaks to how hard it is to win. But Coach L and I were looking at, last night in the locker room, the list of players that have played for Calipari at Kentucky. And it will make your eyeballs 
goes sideways. The amount of players that he's had in 15 years. He's been there for 15 years, 392 wins. He's won the NCAA championship one time. 2012. Yeah. Yeah, one Crazy to think championship about it, in 15 years, and nobody, and I, I would venture to say this, I might throw Alabama football in there. I don't know if anybody has had more talent in their program than John Calipari. Um, boy, it's tough to imagine. I mean, in, in recent times, it's tough to imagine anyone with more than, than Cal. Um, you know, I guess you could make an argument for Duke, maybe. Um, that's probably about it. I mean, look at, I mean, the guys, he's Anthony Davis, Shea Gogas Alexander, Bam, Tyler, Tyler John Wall. Um, did Wall play for Cal there? Yes, he did. He did they I introduced think. John Wall. He was on the field, on the field, on the court last night during one of the timeouts. And 23,500 fans went absolutely wild. See, you got Julius Randle, Tyrese Maxey, uh, Darren Carl Fox, Towns. Devin Booker, Devin Towns. Devin Booker played for Cal there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know they're going to they're, – they're, they're leaning toward going to this USA versus the world all-star format, um, not for this year in Indy, but for the next – for 2025. Um, why not do the world versus Kentucky? You could have a pretty good NBA all-star game. I'm right just saying, you, if anybody's interested, look up the the amount of players, the quality of players that have played at Kentucky, and they have won championship in 15 years, and nobody. I mean, it it is it is mind-boggling what they've been able to do. Um, University of Miami football. Jamal, we forgot Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray, right, yeah. Only the point guard from the team that just won a championship. We forgot right. him. Yeah, we could go on and on and on about that. Yeah, well, Devin Booker, you mentioned him. He was you know, on the Olympic team and uh, took his team to the, to the finals. So Tyler yep. Hero, part of part of the Heat finals. Well, was Tyler injured, Hero, but... part of two Heat finals. Bam yeah. Adebayo, part of two Heat finals. <laughs> and the Olympics. Bam Adebayo, right now, the... The, uh, the the new captain of the Heat, who had a monster game last night when they had a chance to beat Milwaukee without without Jimmy and Tyler. Yeah, we could. Anyway, we could do we could do the the history of Coach Cal all night. It just it's to your point and to what I'm sure Coach L was saying. Like if you look at Kentucky's roster the last five years, Miami's roster the last five years, there's no comparison. When you look at number of five stars Kentucky has right now versus five stars Miami has right now, no comparison. Which team would you want? You take last night out of it. Yeah. You know, what Coach L has done, I mean, yes, they're, okay, every team's got a flaw. Miami's is, they're not real big. Okay. You know, they weren't, I got news for you, they weren't real big last year either. So you can, you don't need the best guys, you need the right ones. And that's really what Coach L has been selling. And, and that's what's working. And that's why it's a program now. It's not a team that had a good year. It's a program. Now that they're, you know, completely out from underneath that ridiculous investigation umbrella that between that and the pandemic, I mean, that paralyzed that program for yeah. three years. Um, yeah, you. you know, I, you know, Norchad was great last foul trouble, but he still had 20. Um, Matthew Cleveland's not going to – what do he have last night? Four? He's not going to have yeah. four or too many games this year. 
they had the, the the total between Cleveland and Nigel Pack and Bensley Joseph. I think it was eleven points. Uh, that, that's yeah. pretty tough. So that, and and you're never going to win like that. I will say this though: um, the more and more, and I and I don't look. I don't want to misrepresent here. I, I don't pretend to talk to dozens of scouts. I don't. I talk to a, a handful, a very small number, like four or five, maybe. Um. It's going to be really tough for Luka Popor to come back to Miami. Yes, it is. <laughs> I don't mean to spoil anybody's yeah. mood. Um, uh, that young man has improved. Uh, he yeah. is. Uh, he he's the one that you want to go from good to great to special by by March. Um, he's going to be fun to watch this winter. He's going to be he's going to be great to watch. He's a fun. I, I think first of all, you have to have a fun name to really be a fun guy in college basketball. I mean, Luga Popple, I mean, pretty fun name, fun game to match. And he's uh, a fun kid. And there's a lot to, I was just going to say, there's a lot to like about the young man. There really is. So, um, yeah, they got beat last night. You went to Rupp and you got beat. The The list of teams that have gone to Rupp and got blown out is uh, longer than that list of NBA players John Calipari has. So, yeah, the, one, the ones we forgot it, were. Move on and you start 1-0 on Saturday. The ones we didn't mention were Tyrese Maxey, Malink Monk, Emmanuel Quickly. Uh, that's three others. Uh, the big guy that went to Indiana, the transferred in from West Virginia, whose name I can't pronounce, and P.J. Washington, who plays for Charlotte. At any rate, um, University of Miami football in an interesting yes, spot. Let me start with this one. Reuben Bain, um, we'll get to the quarterback stuff in a moment. I wanted to ask you this. Bain, Defensive Rookie of the Year in the league, what is it? What is his future? What do you see for Bain? This is a great start for him, an impressive uh, freshman season. Uh, when you're writing his story in a couple of years, what, what do you think you're going to be writing about? Uh, that his name is going to be swaying from the top of the practice facility and uh, that he's going to play on Sundays. Yeah. I mean, that's what we're going to be writing about. That's The ceiling for Reuben Bain is, is greatness. That's the ceiling. I mean, he is we all saw it this year. Um, he was every bit as good as advertised. And, and I don't think we do. I, I don't think like when, when there was that great Northwestern recruiting class with Ja'Cory Harris and Tommy Streeter and those guys, like, oh, my gosh, 15 years ago, I mean, I, I'm dating myself for how old I'm getting. But <laughs> I think it's just really tough. I mean, obviously for recruiting and for this program to be sustainably successful, you need to get a lot of great players from South Florida. And the Lord knows we have a lot of really great ones. And you need to get a lot of them. They should want to come to the University of Miami. That's a given. It's really hard, though, for that to translate to success just because there is pressure. There's always pressure when you play at home. When you play for your home team, there's going to be pressure. Reuben Bain handled it about as easily as I can remember such a highly touted quote-unquote, can't-miss recruit, handle it. He made it look easy. He went from being the most dominant guy on the field his last couple of years of high school to fields where he wasn't the most dominant guy, where he wasn't the strongest guy yet, and still made it look like his high school tape. Like, I'm going to do this on this play. I'm going to tell the – I I could tell the offensive line, I'm going here, and I'm still going to do what I want. Um. I love the little clip that they put out of Mario Cristobal, who, um, by the way, not 
I'm glad he chose football coaching for a vocation because he's not a very good actor. That was some terrible acting in that video <laughs> where he per, per, tried to surprise Ruben Bain by giving him the the uh, defensive rookie of the year award. But it right. was just such a special moment, and the kid's reaction was so genuine. Like it meant a lot to him. He didn't expect it. He should have, but he didn't. Um, I think he's. I I I would be disappointed if he's not an All-American. I'd be disappointed if his name isn't on the ceiling of the practice facility. And just so everybody, in case people don't know what we're talking about, if you're an All-American at the University of Miami, they put your name at the top, uh, you know, your name, you get a banner dangling from the ceiling of the practice facility. Cam Kinchin's got one, got one last year after he was an All-American. We're going to see Reuben Bain on there. Yeah, I agree with you. No question. Um, I told Don, I'm not surprised by anything in college football anymore. Mm-hmm. Van Dyke going into the transfer portal, I'm not surprised by it. Uh, I think he was going to, he was hoping to go pro. Now I think he's got to spend another year in college and find the right spot for him. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Look, I, I, I sent him a text and said, I wish you well. Um, and I do. I mean, yeah. you, you could literally, the, the kid gave his right arm for his team. What he tried to do in 2022, when he tried to, when he, when he took the shots, literally, and tried to play hurt because he knew he was really the best option, sometimes the only option, it seemed like. Um, I, I, did he have a great year this year? He did not. I mean, you know, we're not going to pretend otherwise. He had, he had great moments. He had sensational moments. He also had some very what the heck was that moments, as we all know, um, doesn't make him a bad player. Doesn't make him a bad guy. doesn't make his time here a failure. Um, he's leaving a place that they used to call quarterback. You as top six in most of the categories yards. He's number two behind only Derek King in completion percentage. He's, you know, I think he's right there with, with Bernie and Vinny and those guys in a lot of other categories. He Look, in, in two and a half years, he put together a, a career that's in the first page of the record books at this place. I, I wish him well. I don't know where he's going. I would suspect um, Rhett Lashley still has his phone number. I would suspect <laughs> that that might, might be a little – might be an yeah. option for him. Right. Um, I, just, I just hope the kid – has a good year in 24, and he gets his chance to go play on Sundays, which is all he's wanted to do. Um, he's just been – he was super – from the media standpoint, he was super to deal with. He's just – he's so – he's smart. He's, he's everything a quarterback should be. He's smart. He's polished. Like, he's personable. He puts up with us. You know, you just, you're just drawn to those kids, and you find yourself rooting for, for those kids. And, you know, I – the way he handled losing his job to a freshman and coming back and playing the way he did, that speaks a lot of him because a lot of guys in college football would have packed their bags as soon as they found out that they weren't going to be the starter in Tallahassee in that game. And uh, I think it's a credit to him. He talked the talk on leadership. He said, I'm going to be a leader for this team. And he was a leader for this team all the, all the way to the end of the regular season. And this is the way it is now. You don't, you can't wait until after the bowl game. You have to get in the portal. You have to find your best opportunity. It's the wild, wild west. Like Mario said with Joe on Monday morning, it's the wild, wild west out there. And I uh, hope the kid finds a good spot. 
Yeah, it is definitely the wild, wild west. Uh, Florida State, if they beat Louisville in the ACC championship game, do you think they're in the in the college football playoff, or can they get edged out? I I I think well, I think they can get edged out. Um, I, I just I I listened to that to the teleconference last night after the college football, you know, playoff committee people put out the next to last update. And it certainly sounds like they are laying the foundation for leaving Florida state out. Um, That's, that's just, if you go 13 and 0, you win the ACC, you beat a good Louisville team in the championship game. I don't care who your quarterback is. They still have studs all over the field. It would be, it would, it would, first of all, it would be an indictment of what the powers that be in this game think of the ACC. That's the first thing. If you go 13 and 0 and win the ACC, you should be in. It, it, it would be, it would be just, it's almost unfathomable to think about it, but you can see it happening. Like you can see especially if certain games on Saturday go another way. What if Georgia loses? Um, how many teams does Alabama jump if, if they beat Georgia? People think there's no chance of Alabama going from eighth to the top four. Uh, there's, there's a chance. There's a chance of that. What, do, does Washington have to beat Oregon impressively a second time? What, what happens with, with the winner of the Pac-12 game? Um, nobody's talking about Texas. Nobody's talking about Texas, and um, no, I I don't think Iowa can beat Michigan, but maybe. Yeah. Um, there, there's a lot of scenarios where where FSU I think gets edged. I think that would be wrong if they win. If they beat Louisville, they absolutely deserve to be in the playoff, and and from there let the chips fall where they may. I I don't think without their quarterback, I don't think they're good enough to win it. But I also don't think that's a reason to say a team with a 13 and 0 body of work shouldn't be in. But can you imagine Joe if they did get edged out? They're coming to the if, if they beat yeah. Louisville and they're coming to be the Orange Bowl. They're coming to the Orange Bowl to play for yeah. an undefeated season. Right, play Ohio State. I I, can you I don't imagine know. the motivation yeah. they'd have that night. I mean, well, we you know what? One of those UCF Collie Matrix National Championships on our hands. Right. University of Miami fans will say, "Hey, now you know how we felt in 2000." And when uh, Florida State got in over Miami to play Oklahoma and Miami beat Florida State. So I guess what goes around comes around. Okay, we got 30 seconds. Okay. In 30 seconds, is Chase Utley going in the Hall of Fame? Well, as Joe, as you may have seen, I finally received <laughs> my ballot today. And uh, I can uh, exclusively announce, <laughs> even though I've announced it elsewhere already, uh, Chase Utley is going to be on my ballot, Joe. Uh, <laughs> He's going to get in. I don't think he's a first-year guy. I don't think yeah. he'll get enough support. But it, it's based on numbers. He has the numbers. It's, you know, if, if you're an analytics guy, the analytics are good. I think he was well-liked among voters. That shouldn't matter, but it does. Chase Utley is going to be in the Hall of Fame. I think it should be unanimous. I think it should be first-year. We'll see what happens. But he will have my vote um, until <laughs> such time as he gets in. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for joining us on the you show. Really I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, you knew what I, I was saying. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Joseph. All right. Take care, Tim. 
All right, Tim Reynolds joining us on the show. We'll continue. Coach Laranega still to come on the show. So stay with us as we continue right after this. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 